Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Woo! And we are following the gorgeous, gorgeous Yossi drama that is Howard's Woo! Series 3 was first broadcast on the 1st of November 1987. Ooh. It started really well. <laughs> not, not 1987, as in the episode. All right, okay. okay. Yes. So, yeah. so, how did it start? It started with lots of yachts, outdoor shots. Lots of yachts. Um, a radio presenter, sort of. Radio giving... Solent. I don't know if that was. Was, was that a real radio presenter? I don't think so. or? No. I don't think so. I think it was just basically talking about the yacht race and things like that. So this it. was this was the end of Cows Week, which apparently has nothing to do with actual cows. No, mm. no, not moo cows. Cows, the C O W E, isn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't mind Jonathan bouncing around the microphone that would stand. Be fine. Here. Be fine. Um, so anyway, it started off with them all sort of. Tinkering with ropes, playing with sails, and uh, Amanda sort of serving up mugs of tea in uh, a swimsuit for some reason, and being lectured upon. <laughs> well, being no, she fair. She was being very, very flirty, gerty with with Mike, the uh, Australian. Um, so much to the consternation of Leo, giving lots of sort of withering looks. Withering looks. I oh, know. I know. So, uh, Jack. So this, yeah. So this is a Wolf Rock race. Is this actual? Is this an actual race? I have no idea. I'm just one. reading that from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Wolf Rock race. It takes place at the end of Cows Week, and so this is the Mermaid Yard crew uh, competing in the race with the Barracuda, and it seems it feels like it's a bit pivotal this you know yes. do well everything be fine if they do badly then it's they don't not because, so good. because ult- ultimately um the the boat will go into production if they do well um say charles is still being a bit sort of on the fence and thinking well i say we've had bad press on it and obviously he's been cleared off screen and so so we've not seen him being cleared we've just been told about it and I feel like a bit of exposition to move the plot along. Yeah, I mean, this episode, in fairness, it had some really lovely outdoor shots, but it wasn't actually doing, there wasn't much doing in this episode, where previous episodes have been, like, action-packed. Um, we have uh, it's a lot of business bollocks. Uh, Gerald's going to... Yeah. But but maybe before we maybe just finish off about the cows week. Oh, okay, cows week. About, so, uh, talk about Jack and his. Say so Jack's miss me elderly with, flame with uh with <laughs> elderly flame. It sounds like a withering candle towards the end of its life. Uh, so, but Jack's meeting up with Vanessa in a tea shop. And Vanessa's obviously she she was she looks a bit like wearing a Deirdre specs, and he's saying, "Oh, you don't look any, you don't look like anything." That you don't haven't changed at all, yeah. uh, and then whips out a, a picture with is virtually sort of her sort of spread eagled over a bonnet of a capri gear, uh, 
<laughs> which bears no resemblance to, to the to the, Barely the, the Vanessa with the the, the, the frumpy the, Vanessa from the, with the rigid perm and the, and the Deirdre specs. Um, Barely changed. So I mean, obviously they had a, a little dalliance while Jack was still married. So it must dirty, be some dirty, time dirty ago dog. because obviously well. sort of Jack bought up um, Avril. Uh, after mummy died yeah. so um so it must have been some some time ago so obviously vanessa seems very happily married because the person she's married to is um the skipper of the phantom boat in uh cow's week so with nothing really smile and nod smile and nod smile and nod smile and nod so he misses the them the, the, sailing off to get to the start of the race much to the disappointment with uh, with Tom um, and then suddenly Jack realises that oh my gosh I'm late I'm late for a very important day no time to say hello goodbye I'm late I'm late I'm late, late. yes um, so Vanessa's hold fire I'll I'll get this I'll sorted. sort this out for so, you and she just happens to know Jeremy who's a speedboat race yeah. she driver also, she also knows Richard as well who's a, who's coincidentally is also a speedboat driver and is the one who in fact gives Oh really? Have I, oh right. Have I Richard got Spencer. Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. Who's an international speedboat driver? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, and uh, so, so Jack hitches a, a, a ride on the uh, on on a dinghy. What a, do you call that? A, a dinghy. A, a, it's a, a dinghy with an outboard. Yeah. So a uh, very fast-moving dinghy. Very and fast. So joins the race where Jack <laughs> very. Bit of comic time. I was a bit. I, <laughs> I was a bit concerned about that. That none of that looked very safe. I'm sure that. And that did like, look like like Jack was yeah. was doing it in a very very yeah. kick out. And then Leo was like, so "Who the, yeah. help? So Jack zooms off in this in this fast moving dinghy without so much as a a life, a life jacket, and, and then, then gets sort of like hoisted, hoist, <laughs> hoiked, yeeted. From one boat to yeah, the two to moving the other. boats. <laughs> 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 that really okay. doesn't. That does not look safe. That, that I'm does sorry. Not, that did not look safe I'm at sorry. all. Health and safety. H- health and safety. Health and safety. And right. <laughs> clinging on for dear life. And they, they looked like they had done it in one take, or, or sort of one yeah. fluid take. And you could you could see the panic on the on the, on the, on the chat that plays Jack Roll. So he's like, yeah, like clinging on, clinging yeah. on to the side. Yeah, <laughs> rather terrifying. Which but, is very amusing. Yeah. But we also have to mention that en route to his terrifying Dicewith death, uh, Richard Spencer reveals to Jack that he has a, a an assignation of some sort with Avril yes. in his very near future. Yes, so um, yeah. so that was like ooh, ooh new character, new character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, mm-hmm. Jan and Anna have a little bit of a heart confrontation. Oh. Well, Anna arrived last episode. Uh, obviously, Anna stayed over, as you do. I'm sure. I'm sure Anna's probably got her own house somewhere. Well, I'm sure she must live somewhere. Yeah, so didn't need to do that. So and Jan gets very cross. And very cross, and then basically Anna ever so cross. Anna, Anna dumps the sh- bucket load of uh, oh, relationship, relationship, relationship. Didn't want to do it. My dad told me to go to Hong Kong. I didn't go to Hong Kong. I was in Southampton, so yeah. it was like, oh. yeah. And it's just like I mean, it's like that storyline is just so boring. She's just such a 
dull character. Yeah. So yeah. So so basically, for some reason, Anna's father. For reasons actually, I really can't be too bothered <laughs> to think <laughs> about. Anna's father sort of t- lied to John. Yeah. Of course, we knew that she hadn't gone far because of Leo's mysterious ceiling on the on the the nightclub uh, on the ferry. (laughs) Nightclub stroke cafeteria. Yeah. (laughs) The the nightclub stroke snack bar. Yeah. The snack the (laughs) snackateria. A range of pasties where you can get a blue wicked, a blue wicked, and a steamed scone. Or a sausage roll, sausage in a bap. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's yeah, it's. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're tr- also we're transported back to Perry Plue for the Pe- first time in ages. In Yonks and 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 Jan's is she recruiting? She's for she's recruiting someone for more boutiques. Uh, the Perry Plue Perry boutiques. Uh, Kate is on the till. Ka-ching! As some bonkers woman arrives, who's meant to be a young thing, but she just did not look young. This is Eleanor Craig we're yeah. talking about, who was just so much of a parody of... Uh, of, of Sweetie Darling, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, ridiculous. Uh, criticises the old deer on the tills, because you've got to have young people in boutiques. And not ancient fossils. <laughs> like Kate. Like, like your mother. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she realised the mother. But apparently that's all been set up by Ken to to. to to shove this woman in um so now obviously i don't think she's got the job possibly <laughs> not uh, uh, <laughs> we have more business bollocks with jan because yeah. jan then goes to the relton um, well um yeah yeah just to finish up with a little bit of ken though ken sends sarah off to the to the algar oh she goes she's off on holiday for two weeks and while he is Doing something surreptitiously behind her yeah. back, which hey, it's, hey, it's, Ken. it's, Ken. it's and, Ken and um, David Lloyd turns up. Who tried to shaft uh, Avril in not not in enough. business, the business bollocks <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Uh, tried to shaft Avril, but then got consequently fired. Um, so he set up a, a management consultancy, yeah. but we only find that towards the end of this episode with the whole Ken's getting up to skullduggery. So uh, he's. He's he's putting speed bumps in the way of everything. He invites uh, Jan out for lunch, and then it turns into a dinner because she's she's far too busy, and uh, sends some inappropriate person to run boutiques, um, and and it's just it's just the skullduggery going on. But there's just there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of emotion, or 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 sort of a reasoning behind it, rather no. than just because yeah yeah. <laughs> There, there was a lot of sort. There, there was, there was a quite a bit of that, and all, it all seemed really good opportunities for, for tell don't show. Mm. Um, yeah, but we find out though that that Ken is preparing to launch leisure cruise on the the, the stock market. I <laughs> do. I should do. Uh, <laughs> and um, and hence David Loy's approach has seems quite. Timely. Timely. So timely. it seems very timely. The speedboat is coming along great guns, which is all happening off off screen. So from last week where it was all dithering and it was it was a picture on a 
on a sketch or draw anything. Apparently, it's a couple of weeks away from being built, which is marvelous. Marvelous. Yes. <laughs> marvelous. Time. Time flashes past. When <laughs> yes, you're... it's the, the time vortex of yeah. Howard's way. Quizzes past. So Gerald makes up with. Yeah. with... So so Gerald is going to have his showdown. He's he's been he's been invited been invited to to have a meeting with Charles, Charles. after his gross dereliction of of duty, duty in previous uh, episodes while he was uh, fretting and taking care of um James James, James the artist James Gittings the 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 artist and Polly remains surprisingly supportive, supportive. yeah just saying what, what will be will be and we can work it out but Charles again is super supportive. Well, Gerald goes in there, I presume, Ready expecting to, 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 to be to, to be out. fired. Yeah, and and, t- and to be fair, Charles did give him a bit of a a rollicking. A rollicking. And but then, then so when she said like I'll leave my keys and I'll I'll go, he said no, sit down. And then it came about, and it's obviously Charles knows about Gerald's predilection for gentlemen. Well, he he sort of demands to know why Gerald didn't wasn't honest with him and. And, and tell him about James and so so Charles is clearly in, I don't know engaged a private investigator or something like that. Well, he probably knows. He probably knows knows that. I mean, because that Polly's married Gerald because it's a marriage of convenience. Yeah, but I I, I think uh, definitely Charles knows all that. But it's the specifics of James Gittings that I see it seems to have annoyed Charles that um, he's had to do his own digging to find out about about that yeah, but and, Charles and isn't particularly diagnosis. interested in anyone's personal life he's only interested in business but, yeah, it, but it, he does it, seem I, I don't know he did he does he did make a point that you know Gerald is his oldest friend and and I I, I don't I'm not going to be so quite so quick no. to, to dismiss Charles's um, genuineness about yeah so about that yeah, so it, it's it, it, I mean, it was very sensitive and basically uh, and he gets a blank check. He gets a blank check. So, um, so, <laughs> which, which basically replaced the hundred thousand pounds that came out uh, of uh, of Gerald's bank account to yeah. pay Je- for James's. Yeah. And treatment. probably, actually, you know what? I think probably, Charles and Gerald. That's that's quite hard to say, actually. Charles and Gerald probably have one of their most honest conversations. Conversations. I think we've. Yeah, ever we, had. We, we've had, and there's no business bollocks. There's no, there's no evident agenda. It's just, it's just like right, it's just right, something quite, and let's quite get on genuine. With it. And when Ch- and Gerald comes home, and then Polly's there, we have, we're about to tell Polly everything. Gerald, we have, we have a guest, and it's Sir Edward offering Gerald an MD position at twice the salary zone and an apartment in Zurich and another one in. New York. Yeah. And of course, Sir Edward could have absolutely no ulterior motive or agenda no. in, in his action at all. No. Let's uh, be, let, you know, he's uh, because he's very straightforward and has, he's not in the least bit devious. No. So, and Gerald, uh, Gerald is going to instantly decline, but Polly steps in and said, no, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Um, and Charles, uh, and Edward goes, and then, um, and Polly says, whatever you choose, it's your decision, and I'll support you. Which is sort of an aligning, um, or, yeah. Or, or, so obviously, Polly is quite keen <laughs> to, to accept have a, the a, offer <laughs> to have an apartment in <laughs> New York. An, an apartment, but this is before she realizes there's a check for a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's to, to replace all the money that's been depleted. Um, so 
so I mean that that was really good. But then we we have another scene with Edward talking to Sir John, saying, "Well, he's good for some things, but not yeah. really, not really for everything." Yeah, and we also have a scene with Gerald on the phone to Charles, telling telling. So so there's you know there, so there's there's subterfuge. Yeah, there's there's definitely game playing on on both sides in this particular scenario which is just yeah which is it just seems a, a bit silly i mean then, then charles says well maybe he's saying this to do this and edward was saying well maybe i'm doing this to do that <laughs> it's just like we're just doing a dosy or dough maybe, maybe neither of you are doing anything to anything do anything. particularly constructive <laughs> so maybe the pair of you just need your heads knocked together and just just <laughs> because you know it, obviously it doesn't serve the plot but if Charles and Sir Edward actually did manage to reconcile their differences and work together. They would be quite a formidable team. Formidable, formid- formidable. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's, it's, it, there was a lot of business bollocks, and there's a lot of not much happening. There's a bit of a sort of a, a set to on the yacht because Mike the Australian um, makes an off the cuff comment about Amanda Leo sees his ass and sort of says well i'll do something and um, mike says oh what and then it's like Ugh. and then tom steps in and sends sends leo to the top deck yeah before they have to to um mop the testosterone off the deck i mean cause, okay amanda just likes the attention yeah and, amanda's uh, flirting with, with amanda's anything with that anything with, with trousers and admittedly you know mike is it's quite attractive. It's quite attractive. <laughs> um, possibly more attractive than Leo. I guess. Yeah. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yes, yes, yes. Totally. Yes. But, but, you know, Mike and Amanda possibly make a more obvious yeah. couple than Amanda and Leo. Yeah. Or is that... Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. Am, I, am I off the... No, I mean, I, I mean, I think, so with regards to their personality types, they're both very social animals that could be... a power couple somewhere where leo is like when uh, (laughs) amanda wants to go out and have fun and and have exciting adventures with them with people and just get involved in dramas personal dramas and just just airily float around which is quite lovely actually yeah uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I could. I could cope with. Yeah. So with, with that, which is really. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I do like the Amanda character, but all is not well after getting married <laughs> two episodes ago. Yeah. Leo's admitting. Oops. I, I might have made a mistake. mistake. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. You think? Yeah. But I mean, that's the uh, it's the secret of a relationship. You never talk about things that are going wrong with anyone outside of the relationship. The moment you start involving other people into your troubles and woes, that's the death knell. Yeah. But that's a strategy that does not a soap opera make. No. <laughs> it doesn't. A soap opera does not make. No. <laughs> I speak like Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, but I mean, Mike and Leo patch things up uh, when they get to land. Yeah. Oh, and also the boat um, uh, picks up some people that have been stranded. So they, they have to that to swither like do we continue with the race or do we go and get them and jack says no we're the closest we need to go because that's that's what and they pick that's up, what you do they pick up two people that um their boat has sunk yes and jack thinks he recognizes one of them but we're not sure at this stage they're not sure at this stage not sure at this stage. um but then it, it becomes well, apparent that he's like the the chief editor or ceo well, he's the or, owner of, or the owner of the post of the daily post 
So, so that guarantees them some some, some, some positive good publicity. Yeah. And they obviously win the race. Don't know how because they went all over the place. Yeah, uh, but in, that's just the magic of Howard's Way. Howard's Way. Yeah, it was going to win. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so meanwhile, <laughs> Richard Spencer has his meeting with Avril, and he's a powerboat driver, yeah. and he rescued um, Jack from the clutches of Vanessa yeah. to whisk him uh, to the barracuda, and was slightly delayed with meeting Avril, and says, "Oh, I was delayed because I was your father." And say, well, it'd be imprudent of me not to, to say anything. Well, it would have been imprudent for you to say that you'd say something with your father. <laughs> and then say, he's, he's, so, uh, and I say, whatever they're looking to do to do sponsorship with him and his sort of yeah. his powerboat. We, we can establish that he is an award winning. He's an award winning. Because so the, the, there was news clippings with him with a beard, and then suddenly he's there with his. With his Sort of chisel jaw, chisel jaw, and, and lumpy hair, um, and so they have a bit of negotiation. How's way negotiation? Well, I'll do it for twenty five percent more. Well, no, I can't afford that. But you're charging fifty percent. Well, I normally get charged in South America. And it's like blah 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 blah. Well, I had to pay half a million pound for my boat. Blah 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 blah. But I borrowed my borrowed money from South Americans. Ooh, that doesn't bode well. Uh, and then uh, suddenly agree for fifty percent less of his fee. Plus five percent on top. Yeah. Like I have absolutely no, no idea. idea. No, it, it's it's like, like, I have uh, no idea. I, I you know, it's all just, a bit boring. Let's just move along. Let's just let's just smile and nod. Though speaking of things that don't make much sense, and I have no idea about, we we finally establish once again that the Mermaid Yard is in fact a subsidiary <laughs> of Railton, which makes no, no, no yeah, <laughs> makes <laughs> anything that has happened up to this point makes even less sense than than it did before because there's charles who owns the company that owns relton that, that owns the mermaid yard so basically saying blah 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 why is, why is jan why is jan at the subsidiary well actually you know what she's she's now become a shareholder of, of one of your subsidiaries and you didn't <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't bother to tell you. Makes absolutely so they, they, no they have, sense. They have whatsoever. a board meeting where, because uh, obviously Jack and and um, Tom are out on the boat on the race. So Jan goes to the, the meeting uh, with Charles, and basically there's an alignment between Jan and Avril because they seem to have well, they seem to have sort of patched up their sort of they seem to have aligned since Avril yeah, well, said that Tom and I are no longer together. We don't yeah. have any of Emma in this episode. Emma. Emma. Emma the boot boffin. Oh, sorry, I'm just I was just um, uh, channeling the archers there. Emma, because there's a character in the archers called Emma. <laughs> well, there was. Might, no, might, might, might not be that. Um, it's been years since I listened to the, the archers. The, the archers omnibus on a Sunday. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we didn't see anything about Emma. But someone on Twitter actually said something about Emma. Apparently, Emma, the the, uh, the actress that plays Emma, is actually on EastEnders as a ball busting solicitor or a lawyer or barrister. And apparently, in the show, apparently the person that Jan uh, Jan Harvey, who plays Jan Howard, was actually her aunt. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've not done any research on that whatsoever. It's just that someone said on Twitter that, uh, that she is she, she's a solicitor, and then there was a storyline where Jan Harvey is her aunt, and that seems really bonkers because Jan <laughs> because meant to be about the same well, age. So this like sort of twelve degrees of Howard's way. <laughs> yeah, twelve degrees of Howard's way. We'll have to. Well, Howard's way seems to have peppered through Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so. we've we've definitely established that. 
But, and there was um, also day uh, day of the Triffids because wasn't Tom Howard was in that. Yeah. And um, the person who plays Ken Masters was in that. Yeah, Stephen Yardley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now we have to sort of start looking at EastEnders as another oh, please another no. another another vector. <laughs> it's it's just bonkers. I mean, uh, I mean, as I say, I mean, I I used to watch the soaps, but now I work. I, well, I'm a, I work as an estate agent, so I see enough drama coming across my desk every single day with people moving for whatever reason. It's a reason that they, well, I always say it's a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And in so the estate agency I'm in, it's mainly for <laughs> a reason or a season. There's always a drama involved. Like always. he said, she said, always said, a drama. Yeah, ugh. And thank goodness. Yeah. I always feel like, so, well, it's like when I say, why are you actually moving? Well, it's like this, and you just feel like I want to hang up. <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah, anyway back, to, back to the so, lovely Howard's way. Yeah, the so, barracuda so winds. But, but, but don't be so hasty. We're not quite done with the with Jan attending board meeting. Oh, Jan, yeah, Jan attended the board meeting. There was yeah. an al- alliance with regards to we need to get the Barracuda up. Charles says, duly noted on the minutes. Yeah. Um, and say, is there any other business? No, no. Oh, Jan, could you have a moment? Yeah, so so Jan and Charles have a have a private conversation. and um, Where Charles reminds her that, please do not tell my father everything, because I know that you... She's an, he's an eligible bachelor, a widower. Yeah. And actually, it's better for all concerned if you stop coming to board meetings. <laughs> and Joe puts it well and truly in her his place. He says, well, so I say, no, and I know how to deal with things. And you have no right to doing that considering what you've done with my family. Because it's, it's duly forgotten. It's like the cliffhanger from series one. Where he had a dalliance with Lynn, and then Julie, and then we were introduced to Honey, Honey Gardner. Honey Gardner. Honey, Honey Gardner. Not, not Honey Golightly. <laughs> Honey Gardner, <laughs> the unlikely named wife. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, oh gosh. Yeah. It sounds like a like a I don't know a a, a jam company, doesn't it? Honey Gardner. It's like, yes. A range of aprons and yeah. <laughs> cottage garden equipment. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so, and then we, so they have supposedly uh, another sort of have more Anna storyline. I'm not really bothered about. Yeah. Anna. So Anna, Anna, Kate. So Kate's decorating her mysteriously acquired cottage. Oh no, it's not cottage. It's, it's no, uh, that's the Howard residence. Is it? She's painting. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, is it? That's thought, the living room. I thought didn't, but didn't wasn't there something about Kate getting a cottage from the admiral? Yeah, from the admiral for Leo and uh, oh, uh, okay. for Leo and Sorry. Amanda. Oh, um, I, I obviously tuned out at that point. <laughs> you were trying was, to work out the exposition of yeah. the uh, of the business, the business bollocks of the company. <laughs> yeah, I was too busy on the whiteboard trying to. <laughs> <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to work out all the there's possible lots of arrows and circles yeah. and question marks yeah, yeah. Um, all right so this so, was so so kate's redecorating the howard house the howard house and invites anna to help to help and then anna has this exposition story about um something about a father and her ex-fiance's father having a business it didn't go very well yeah, and it's something burnt, burnt down, down and, and two people got killed yeah. in the neighboring flats which is all very sad but i really didn't i didn't really care understand it makes no relation what, unless unless there there are going to be some you know 
Tong, Tong, is it Tong members? Jap- uh, Chinese gangsters? Triads. Triads, that was it. Yeah. Tri- what are Tong? Do you want to hear my triad story? Oh, okay. Go for it. When I was at university, um, I had a very, very good friend. And um, do, you, do you really want to go mentioning people by name in this story? Well, no, no I, had a, I had a friend called. Like that, oh, but, okay. Uh, but her uncle, um, I say uncle loosely, I think it's, it's sort of all sort of elders in the community and everything like that. Her uncle um, uh, happened, it was really lovely. Um, I went round to his house in, um, I think it was Sale or Timperley in Manchester. Don't whisper, for, Jonathan. For, for a, uh, went to, so they had a really nice house in, in Timperley. I went along with her and we had a nice barbecue and everything. And. Um, and suddenly we all got ushered into the house because there was a film crew <laughs> arriving. All right. And it was the Thomas Cook. Is it Thomas Cook? The Cook Report. Peter no, Cook. Tom- was, it Pete? was it Peter Cook? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm losing. It was Roger. Roger, Roger Cook. Roger Cook. Roger Cook. Because Thomas Cook was, was, a, the, the travel was agent. a travel agent. And <laughs> Peter Cook was, was an actor who was very famous for his partnership well, with Dudley looking. Moore. But anyway, it, it was very popular in the 90s, this TV show. It was like these... Sort of like expose ATV. Yeah, it series. started on the radio actually. Roger Cook, his show um, started on Radio Four, I think. And apparently, his uncle was the triad gang leader. So I, I, there was a small clip of all these these Chinese people uh, and me being bundled in through the French doors <laughs> of, the, of the thing. Uh, but it was really lovely with me. Right. <laughs> so, so, so d- does does that TV appearance appear on your resume? <laughs> resume yeah, being bundled I, I, into the back of a van with a with a blanket on, uh, over your I, head, I, I, as featured on the Cook Report. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my fans, my fans. Oh, so yes, so that's my <laughs> that's my story. But he was really lovely. I always wondered why every time I went to Giant Town, we never had to pay because <laughs> they were all terrified of him. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love I love shredded duck, duck pancake. Anyway, mm, anyway, I, I don't I don't <laughs> think I don't think there are triads in. I don't think there's any triads in Tarrant. In Tarrant, <laughs> Southampton, maybe. Yeah. So that whole that that whole sort of subplot about that burning down the factory or whatever it doesn't really go anywhere. Doesn't go anywhere. It, I mean, just completely. No, it's just, just colour. Add just trying to desperately add some colour to Anna's dull, dull dullness. I mean, for, for a fashion designer, she's quite dull. She she she, wait, she just ra- she she looks as she looks as beige as the magnolia walls that Kate's painted the Howard residence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> al- she's almost as dull as Jim Bergerac's estate agent girlfriend and Susan, the dull estate <laughs> agent. Susan, the dull estate agent. <laughs> Yes, look back at other episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I'm going to trademark that. That's my that's Susan the Dollar Estate Agent. Copyright, copyright, antique dust. Susan the Dollar Street Estate Agent. <laughs> Unless someone else said it first, and I just picked it up from them. Then mm. in that case, scratch what I just said. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's where we're up to with Anna. Anna's a bit boring. Uh, Leo patches things up with Mike, Australian. Um, they they they. Um, uh, the boat wins. Yeah. So, so um, Sir Edward invites Jeanne to to join him in mm-hmm. Plymouth for the the cup. Well, he's due. He's due to present for some reason. <laughs> Did he sponsor it or something? I don't know. But he's going to present the award to the winner of the Wolf Rock 
Reese. And then offers to take her out to lunch or go yeah. somewhere foreign. And she says no. Because she was looking for locations. He said, oh, just use, just use my house. So that's that sort of, you can come with me. So no, I've got other things to do as well. It's not just find a location. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, so they they have that. Um, yeah. So that that's the end of that. Yeah. The but so, is so ba- don't forget that Sir Edward does actually try and pump Jan for some inside information about... And she does actually freely gives it as well. After having to say, I would never do that, Charles. No, I would never say anything. And then she says, well, yeah, the yeah. Barracuda, if they win the wolf race, then it's... Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Loose lips. <Yeah>. Think ships. So then we're, we're back in... We're in Plymouth. Right. Have we been in Plymouth before? I don't know. I don't think so. Don't we've, been in, we've been in Southampton lots, but this is Plymouth. Ooh. So, they're in so well, they say yeah. they're in Plymouth. Well, that's... <laughs> that, anywhere that, on the coast. That's true. Uh, so, uh, Tom wins the, pri- uh, wins the prize, and Edward, yeah. sa- so Edward says, and Jan sends her best wishes. Thought inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just rub it in, I don't know. You just rub it in. Yeah. Sir, uh, so Sir, Sir Edward. And he also announces that the uh, the Barracuda will enjoy extensive press coverage through to their rescue of the the owner of, of the, the post. owner of the Daily Daily Post. And um and then we, we actually do see the newspaper headline and there it is in black and white. <laughs> Victorious Barracuda. Yeah, so which is really jolly, and yeah. uh, Charles says, "Yes, right, it's all on now." Oh, it's almost with a, a resigned, tele- with a resigned shrug. Oh, uh, go on then. And Avril gets super excited. Uh, we have another scene about Avril having some rare steak and stroking. That yeah, she's been off. she's been polishing her her um <laughs> a wood. her wood. <laughs> Much to Charles's ple- pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they have a conversation where we don't talk business at home. So he goes off to the kitchen to prepare the steak while he's while she continues to stroke Ooh. the stroke the top of stroke the French polished wood. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but interestingly, nugget of um, trivia mm-hmm. that this episode was filmed during the 1987 Wolf Rock race. Oh right, so it was the Wolf Rock race is a real Apparently race. Apparently so, which was won by Robert Nickerson. In, in do you, do you, in or on the boat? Anyway, the boat was called Panic Major. Panic Major. Panic Major. Wow, I know. Gosh. And this episode attracted eleven and three quarter million viewers. Gosh, well, everyone had the cliffhanger of Anna arriving because they were all super excited about Anna. Absolutely. And Barracuda won in uh, thirty-six hours. And thirty-eight minutes, which places it first within its class. Mm. There you go. Well done, there well done, go. Barracuda, and well done, Ev. Well, you've all done very, very well. well. <laughs> Gold stars. Everyone gets an award. And, yeah. and then we have you the get a cup, and you get a cup. Everyone gets a cup. And then we have a little bit of intrigue with David Lloyd, who set up his management consultancy, doing a pitch to Ken, uh, saying. Um, well, you got screwed over by Charles last time. And Ken says, well, you got screwed over by by Charles as well. And he says, yes, that's why I'm well prepared. And that's like, aha. Uh-huh. Well, I kind of like the David Lloyd character. I mean, he was a bit slimy and everything, but he, he was appropriately slimy. Yeah. Um, 
and he got yeah. caught it's good out. To see, it's good, good to see him back because if he's if he's going to be in for a while, then I'll need to dust down all of my the fallen rise of Reginald Perrin <laughs> quips, quips and quotes. Uh, but overall, this Super. episode what probably was the least strongest episode in this series. The least strongest episode. I mean, the weakest episode. The weakest episode. I was. I, I mean, it had some really nice shots of the boats and things like that, but not much happened. I mean, it looks like Polly and, and Gerald are sort of, they're aligning, which I think is really good because those two the actors working together sizzle really well. And it's just, yeah. I, I really So enjoy like it while it lasts before it gets totally bonkers again, which I have no doubt it will. Yes, it does going to get, it does get very bonkers there but stay tuned for that stay tuned for that so so are we i think we're, I think are it's we quite done? a quick one this episode because not much happens no it's, it's, and i think i definitely think we've covered all the major plot points yeah because there wasn't really that much that happened on it but i mean no. it was it was enjoyable we did have a we did have a bit of racing and we've not had any racing for, yeah, so have lots of for, outdoors for a while um, and we did we did have that heart stopping moment was whether Jack Rolfe was going to get <laughs> mashed, mashed that, between two for, boats. For, yeah, as, as he as he as he jumps gallantly from the the speedboat dinghy, yeah. he go yeah. down the side of the barricade. It, it was it wasn't it it, it, it wasn't the most um, balletic, <laughs> especially when he's action. there he's, he's there clinging on and then trying to to, to scramble underneath the the railing. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the railing of the yard. Yeah. He does. All, he does all his own stunts. <laughs> and and, and Leah, he probably said, "Oh, it'll be fine. Just go from one boat to another one." But it's like, no, both boats are physically moving. Even <laughs> the, the actor, the, the Heimo, who plays Leo, he looked really worried, genuinely worried, because he's there clinging on, trying to to push him over. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a high point. That, that was, was, a, high a, that point. was that a high, high point, point of the episode. Yeah, but Vanessa bores me. I don't know. I know the Vanessa character becomes more of a feature yeah. at later series, but she's just dull. I mean, she's a good actress, but she's just well. To be to be fair, you can't really judge her on a cup of tea and a scone with. Oh, with, in the way. I'm oh, sorry. The way they've dressed her, Jack. she looks like. Oh, she, she, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Kate dresses dresses fast more stylish than that. Yeah, she didn't really dress like a high-powered, high-powered advertising, advertising executive, executive, which is what we're trying, we're expected to um, <laughs> believe that's what she is. But it's early days yet. It is early, it's early, early days. days. Early days. Early days. Um, um, so anyway, dear listeners, what did you think of this delightful and delicious episode? Um, even though it was a little bit delightful, delicious and dull. Um, but it was Howard's Way, and Howard's Way is life. Um, so please inbox us at, uh, at Antique Dust on all social media networks or all, all of the main ones anyway. um, you can buy merch from yes. our uh, our delightful shop yeah, we have Howard's a, we have a delight, delightful shop with a range of t-shirts and, and mugs. mugs available to purchase <laughs> so, uh, lovingly created by the, the, the boys at Antique Dust uh, so it's farewell from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.